Welcome back to Fundamentally Mormon. I'm your host, Mark Lichtenwalter. Today we will be continuing on with the reading of the book, The Four Crafts. We're in the section entitled Dr. Craft. We'll be starting on page 53 and we'll be talking about fluorides and vaccinations. Fluoridization of water has been a controversial issue from the days of its inception. The standard dosage for public drinking water is one part per million. But even the small amount has been shown from laboratory experiments to cause transformation of normal cells into cancer cells. The American Academy of Science study in 1963 showed that these low level low levels of fluorides result, resulted in a marketed increase in melatonamic cancer from 12% to 100% in experimental laboratory animals. It also caused interference with the body's produ- production of important neurotransmitters and lowered their level level in the brain. These neurotransmitters have the vital function of protecting against seizures, thus opening the possibility of major increases in strokes and brain damage caused by the fluorides in our waters. And quote, murder by injection, page 164. Other test results on fluoride show mood changes, severe headaches, nausea, irregular breathing, and night twitching. One of the most competent research on fluoride was done by Dr. Yamura Yenisis, I guess, I can't say that. It has been, it has never been refuted by any other scientific study, and we're on page 54, if you're reading along with us today. He stated about 30,000 to 50,000 deaths a year are directly traceable to fluorides. West Germany banned fluoridization in 1971 because research results by their best scientists. Sweden and the Netherlands also banned it. Scientific reports in the National Academy of Science analyzed the effects of fluorides on the human system explaining that it slows down the important DNA repair enzyme activity in the immune system. Fluorides are shown to cause serious chromosomal damage and laboratory experiments have indicated an increase in melanotic or cancerous tumors. Yet nearly every toothpaste on drugstore shelves today contains fluorides. Washington, D.C. was the first city in the United States of America to have fluoridization of water. However, the politicians were well informed of the dangers of ingesting such water, and so supplies of bottled water from Mountain Springs were put in every office on Capitol Hill. One senator stated, not one drop of fluoride, fluoridated water will ever pass my lips. And that is from the same book that we just quoted, Murder by Injection, page 154. 
so much for the guardians of our nation. See, now I'm going to give a little commentary. There are a group of Gadianton robbers in our nation's capital that have been there and growing stronger and stronger. And the right and the left are all part of the same bird. These individuals believe that that there is an overpopulation of the earth and that uh, it would be easier to control fewer people so they want to make you sick. They want you to die. Uh, That's what I firmly believe. They are not interested in your health and well-being and they're interested in making money off of your sickness. Anyway, continuing on. Effects of fluorides cause a docile, sheep-like attitude in people. Even wild bulls were found to be more docile after doses of fluoride, making them much safer and easier to handle. The Soviet Union discovered this to be a great advantage in their prisons and concentration camps ever since 1940. Aluminum. In the 1920s, many cast iron pots and pans were replaced by aluminum cookware. It was soon learned that it was dangerous to leave many foods in aluminum pots for more than a few minutes and vegetable discolored and became poisonous in a short time. So on page 55. Some of the common medicines such as rolloids, mylanta, and kaopectate, and a host of others contain aluminum as well as such food products as some cereals, baking powders, and sugar, beer, pop, soda pop, some juices, and other products are even packaged in aluminum cans. So they started putting uh, BPA liners in aluminum cans so that people wouldn't uh, have the effects of ingesting too much aluminum. But uh, it's still in our food. So this book was written in 1994. So things may have changed a little bit. But they're still putting fluorides in the water and fluorides in the toothpaste. And uh, anyway, continuing. Many of those people who have Alzheimer's or are inflicted with senility, incompetency and mental illness are people who may be suffering from the effects of aluminum in their system. Aluminum. All right, so in Murder by Injection, page 164. Two and a half million Americans are currently affected with a strange and curable disease called Alzheimer's disease. Its victims now require more than $50 billion worth of medical care each year, and the prognosis always grows darker due to the progressive nature of this illness. It strikes the neurotransmitters of the brain, which, as has already been noted, are adversely affected by fluorides. However, the principal agent seems to be the accumulation of aluminum deposits in the principal nerves of the brain, end quote. The adverse effect of aluminum byproducts in the human body is perhaps one of the greatest sources of income for hospitals and doctors. 
no wonder the medical professions have said so little about it. Vaccinations. It is impossible to estimate the cost in both sicknesses and deaths that are caused by reactions to vaccinations. Most of those cases have been covered up because it might cause panic. It would destroy the faith in vaccinations, or it might cause people to refuse any further injections of any kind. Page 56. I want page 56. Um, I have to say something that maybe Ogden Kraut didn't know because we, you know, this was back in 94 that he published this, and now it's 2022. The RNA research that have created the new doses and vaccinations for the coronavirus were found and studied out using aborted fetal tissue from abortions And so if you're taking these vaccinations, and this is one of the reasons why I stopped doing on YouTube, because I get, I talking about this on YouTube is just going to get me strikes and possibly delete all my content. But, um, if you're taking these vaccinations, you are supporting abortion, whether you support it outwardly or just don't realize what's going on. Um, I advise you to do your own research on this subject, but um, there is almost no excuse for abortion. Period. End of story. Um, Only if competent doctors and spiritual advisors and you get revelation from it um, and the, the life of the woman is in danger because of like my wife okay I don't doubt that she, she would never get an abortion even if it was even if it was her Even if she was going to die, she wouldn't. But each case is different. But my wife, when we had our last baby, her cervix hadn't opened up all the way, and the baby was coming, and it went down the birth canal and got stuck. And they had to cut her open in such a way that it would be dangerous for her to have any more children. But I don't doubt that if she got pregnant, she would go on bed rest the whole time. She would go into the hospital if that was what it would take to save that baby's life the whole time. And they would tell her that this baby might kill you. And I I absolutely no doubt in my mind that she would not get an abortion. But... These things should be left up to the choice of competent doctors. So the Roe v. Wade thing that just got overturned in the original decision, it never talked about women's choice. It talked about the decision of competent doctors that were allowed to make those decisions. 
Um, I don't want to get too off into the weeds in this topic. It's just safe, legal, and rare was the way for the camel to get its nose in the tent. And we saw where that went. So uh, it is my position that abortion should be outlawed in all but the most extreme cases. And uh, if you don't like that, take off. I don't want you watching my videos because you're not the kind of person that I'm interested in teaching anyway. As far as I'm concerned, the enemies of the gospel are socialist liberals, intellectuals that don't get any revelation, and power-hungry prophets who don't get any revelation either. So, anyway. The truth probably is because the manufacturers and distributors don't want to lose sales in the drug market. It would be bad enough if the vaccines were simply worthless, which a few actually are. But the truth is that several have caused as many side effect problems as they were supposed to solve. <clears throat> and that's another the reason why I keep telling you, if you're taking medications or you are presented with a vaccine and you study it out to the best of your ability and you take it to God and you choose that this is what you feel you should do for you, that's fine. But tell your Father in Heaven in the name of Jesus Christ what it is you choose to do. And if the Spirit withdraws from you, and you are left to the buffetings of Satan, which is the exact opposite of the fruit of the Spirit, which would be um, the buffetings would be anxiety and depression and anger and spite and anxiety. If you notice that after you tell Holy Father that you have decided to do something, anything, then it's him trying it's him withdrawing his spirit from you so that you can know that this is something you should not participate in because each of us have a different biological makeup and each of us are affected by different things in different ways and i i think that there's this attitude of well if if i take it and i get sick i'll just sue somebody but congress has made it illegal to sue ma uh, vaccine manufacturers for vaccine injury. So who are you going to sue? It's kind of like, so there was, uh, I, I've noticed this a lot, but I'm just going to use one specific instance. In Emory County, where I live, on one of the back roads, at night, it was a Sunday night, there was a husband and a wife walking down the road. There's no sidewalks anywhere near where they were at. At night. They had flashlights pointed down at the ground, I guess. And uh, somebody came around the corner that had had a couple of beers. I don't think that they were completely intoxicated. And with the whatever... Anyway, they knew that the headlights were coming because the guy wasn't driving around in the dark. He was driving a, a pickup truck, a loud pickup truck. They heard this guy coming. It's like dark outside. It's uh, 
that's quiet. So they heard him coming. They knew the headlights were coming. Guy comes around the corner and they choose to remain on the road because they'll see me, you know, but they, but the guy didn't see him until it was too late. He saw them as soon as he came around the corner and he hit both the husband and the wife and the wife died. Husband had a broken leg. Now, I don't know what their thoughts were right before this happened. Um, and I see people walking around in Emory County at night. I almost hit somebody. And I, where I live, the speed limit uh, in the area that I drive is 55. I usually go about 45 because there's so many deer around where I live that and deer you know they just run out in front of you and there's a bunch of trees and brush and stuff and they're just there all of a sudden so I drive a little bit slower but I was coming around the corner um I guess it had been about a month and a half or two months ago and there was two people with dark clothing on walking down the road and I swerved to miss them you know and like I see this mentality of Oh, if they hit me, I'll just sue them. Well, you're not going to sue them if you're dead. You need to take responsibility for your own actions. You need to be... um, I don't know what the word is for it. The reason why I have been driving a semi-truck for 27 years and had no accidents or tickets other than being rear-ended by another semi-truck is because I'm a paranoid driver. I'm always on the alert for anything that can mess me, mess me up, you know? And I'm gonna avoid all dangerous situations. And so I've got three million miles under my belt, which has affected my body adversely, but I have not had any accidents or tickets in my driving career. Uh, well, I think the I did get uh, five over twice back in 99 and 98, I think it was, for five over. And I just wasn't paying attention to coasting up and down these hills on one in Iowa. And the other one, uh, let's see what happened. Oh, yeah. I was going from Michigan into Indiana, and and I didn't realize the speed limit had went from 60 to 55, and I was doing 62 because I was doing a couple of miles an hour over the speed limit, and then all of a sudden I was doing 7 over the speed limit, and there was a bunch of trucks that I was passing, slow-moving vehicles, and I there was I didn't see the sign and didn't realize that the speed limit had changed. So I did get those tickets. But for the most part, you know, I have no accidents that are on my record. And the only accident I've been involved in is where I was at a red light and a semi-truck slammed into the back of me going about 55 miles an hour when I was stopped at a red light. I was empty and luckily it was just a bobtail but it took them three hours to cut his body out and I suffer from that I've got nerve damage um, that affects my hands and my arms Um, anyway so but we have to take responsibility for our own actions we don't just walk out in front of traffic because we think that they are going to see us they might be distracted they might not see us 
and then we want to blame the person who's driving when we saw them coming. It's the same thing when you're backing out of a parking lot. You know, like there's been plenty of times when I've been backing out slowly and I can't see anything. I'm trying to look, you know, and I, I almost get hit by an individual who can clearly see me backing up and they almost hit me and then they honk at me and flip me off. It's happened to my wife. It's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. But they can see what's going to happen, but they just keep going, you know. And this kind of mentality is wicked as all hell. And for us to just take things into our body, prescription drugs or vaccinations, without going to our Father in Heaven and asking Him what, you know, like even studying it out to the best of our ability and just telling what we're going to do. And if the Spirit withdraws from us, don't do it, you know. But we think, we think, oh, I'm just going to take this and, uh, you know, I'm not going to study anything about it. And then you're surprised when you have vaccine injury or death. And uh, I know I'm going off on to- off topic, but um, one of the things that really angers me about uh, the current leadership of the LDS church talking about like everybody should get vaccinations and they've kind of backtracked on that a little bit, but... I think it's just because of the uh, the problems it has raised is when people who trust in a man do as he tells them to do, especially not knowing them and telling millions and millions of people all over the world to do a thing. When they, you've got a family of believers and they believe he's a prophet and all this and that, and then say you've got a mother in a family die because of vaccine injury or have paralysis or whatever, but they were told to do it. The prophet said to do it. You know, it's safe. Don't worry about it. Okay, the reason I have a problem with that is because then these people, they they get mad and they say, oh, if he's not a prophet, I thought he was a prophet. I had a revelation that he was, or whatever they assume. And then they say, well, if he's not true, then none of this is true. And I see that a lot. And I see a lot of people falling away from the gospel because president, the president of the LDS church chooses to tell his members, all 16 million of us, of you, that, um, you know, you, we should all do this, you know. He should have been saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do, but you need to go and get your own confirmation. And they should be teaching people how to get their own revelation. It's not enough just to say, well, you're going to have to stand on your own two feet at some point. So they need to be teaching people how to get revelation. Like I learned it by trial and error. Over the course of almost 30 years. Well, anyway, we there's a curse that comes with trusting in the flesh, and we need to be trusting in God. And it's okay to hear men who proclaim to be prophets. It's okay to hear people's opinions. It's okay to have your own ideas about what the scripture is saying. 
but you need to take that to your Father in Heaven after you have studied it out to the best of your ability and ask for confirmation. When you tell Heavenly Father, this is what I believe it means, is this true? Or if you get a revelation, this is what I believe you're telling me, is this correct? Because God speaks to our hearts and to our minds. I keep on looking out the window of my uh, living room because I've got chickens and I've got goats and the goats have escaped their field and one of them was looking at me through the window <laughs> we, we have 11 goats we had 13 but uh, we had two die so mom and uh, be, uh, her son uh, her son died first anyway it doesn't matter so anyway that's why I keep looking out the window plus I'm looking across the field and just uh it's I love I love where I live. Anyway, continuing on. Let's see. It would be bad enough if vaccines were simply worthless, which a few actually are. But the truth is that several have caused as many side effect problems as they were supposed to solve. And like I think that there has been um, good vaccinations in the past. But after I saw um, Bill Gates and his Innovate to Zero conference back in 2010, he, he said, uh, my new thing that I really enjoy doing is uh, researching and creating vaccinations. And he was talking about carbon emissions and global warm, warming, and his Innovate to Zero, which you can find on YouTube, um, had three different classifications of things that we need to get down uh, to reduce global warming. And one of them was the population of the earth. And he was talking about how the use of medications and vaccinations in the next, I think it was 10 to 15 years, well, maybe he didn't put a time limit on it, but at the time it was about 7 billion people on the earth. He said 10 to 15% decrease in population of the earth using medications and vaccinations. I did the numbers and that is between 700 million to 1.5 billion people dead because of medications and vaccinations, which they were using to depopulate the earth. These Gadiant robbers do not want you, these mindless mouth breathers in their opinion to, to live. They think there's too many of you and they want to get the earth down to about 600 million. And that means that uh, billions have to die. And they're using wars and they're using um, they're using vaccinations and poisoning in the food and GMOs and a whole bunch of other stuff to get the population of the earth down. So this is a very real threat. And dismissing this as some kind of conspiracy theory, I need to let you know that this, these are conspiracy facts. There's plenty of information out there for people to go, including Bill Gates from his own mouth and in his Innovate to Zero YouTube. Um, you can find it on YouTube. Go watch it. This is the best 
are not the best, but this is the easiest to find damning information. And he was one that was pushing the COVID vaccinations. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can go into on that, studying that out and realizing this is this is bad juju beans. <laughs> this is not good, you know. Anyway, continuing on. All right, so this is a quote from Confessions, page 143. For instance, if some immunizations, with some immunizations, the danger in taking the shot may outweigh that of not taking it. Diphtheria, once an important cause of disease and death, has all but disappeared, yet immunizations continue. Even when a rare outbreak of diphtheria does occur, the immunization can be of questionable value. During a 1969 outbreak of diphtheria in Chicago, four of the 16 victims had been fully immunized against the disease. According to Chicago Board of Health, five others had received one or more doses of the vaccine. End quote. And this one is murder by injection. I think. And it's talking about the Boston Herald, which is kind of interesting. I used to deliver to the Boston Herald when I was a. Uh, I worked for FedEx Ground and I was New England Regional when we lived in upstate New Hampshire. And I drove all around New England, New England with a trailer or trailers, and I would drop them off and pick them up. And one of the places I delivered to was the Boston Herald. Anyway, medical historians have finally come to the reluctant conclusion of the great flu epidemic of 1918 was solely attributed or attributable to the widespread use of vaccinations. It was the first war in which vaccinations was compulsory for all servicemen. So that means that they had to take the shot. They did not have a choice whether they wanted to take it or not. My body, my choice wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> the Boston Herald reported that 47 soldiers had been killed by vaccinations in one month. As a result, the military hospitals were filled. So 47, soldier, 47 soldiers died. That doesn't include all the people who got vaccine injury. It's just talking about the ones who actually died, right? The epidemic was called the Spanish Influenza, a deliberately misleading appellation which was intended to conceal its origin. This flu epidemic claimed 20 million victims. Those who survived it were the ones who had refused the vaccine. So this stuff's been going on for a long time. The recent years, in recent years, annual recurring epidemics of flu are called the Russian flu, for some reason, the Russians never protested, perhaps because the Rockefellers made regular trips to Moscow to lay down the party line. On page 57, if you're reading along, the perils of vaccinations were already known. Plain Talk magazine notes that, the, that during the Francisco-Prussian War, Every German soldier was vaccinated. The result was that 53,288 otherwise healthy men developed smallpox and the death rate was high. End quote. Murder by injection, page 38. 
On April 15, 1976, Congress passed Public Law 94-266, which provided $135 million in taxpayer funds to pay for a national swine flu inoculation campaign. HEW was to distribute the vaccine to state and local health agencies on a national basis for inoculation at no charge. CBS had Gerald Ford make his impassioned appeal to 215 million Americans to save them while there was still still time and to rush down to a friendly local health department and get the swine flu vaccination at absolutely no charge. This may have been CBS' finest hour in its distinguished career of public service. Hardly had the swine flu campaign had been completed than the reports of the casualties begin to pour in. See, we Americans have a very short attention span, and that's partly because of the poisoning and the media programming that we have been receiving for many, many years. And it's one of the reasons why so many people can't watch these podcasts or read a book, because they cannot, their attention spans are the length of old TikTok videos, which used to be three minutes, now it's ten. You know. Anyway, serious problems were, so. oh, let me think. Oh, wait, hardly had the swine flu... Oh, hold on. Okay, I'll just read this again. Or continuing. Hardly had the swine flu campaign been completed than the reports of the casualties began to pour in. Within a few months, claims totaling $1.3 billion had been filed by victims who had suffered paralysis from the swine flu vaccines. And quote, murder by injection, page 140 and 141. Serious problems were also associated with whooping cough and mumps vaccinations. The question now needs to be asked, have vaccinations ever associated in any way with cancer? The Cancer Society was funded by John D. Rockefeller Jr. through the Laura Spillman Rockefeller Foundation and the JP and JP Morgan. In 1929, the chairman of the American Cancer Society, Clarence D. Little, was named to that post by the Rockefellers, but he actually did more work for three other societies. He admitted in 1943, the American Cancer Society spending nothing on research, which was the purpose of its inception. And as Eustace Mullins stated, and we're on page 58 if you're reading along in this book, On page 58, quote, the American Cancer Society, long after Little's departure, continued to pile up a stunning record of non-accomplishment. The society's inability to find a cure for cancer was hardly accidental. And that's Murder by Injection, page 89. So these individuals... Uh, especially in Congress, but this this happens a lot. They will set up these companies where they can launder their money through. Now, with Congress, there was a ton of companies in the Ukraine where our taxpayers were going and continuing in in this war 
our tax paper, uh, payer money goes to these shell corporations where the politicians' families work and they're paid astronomical amounts of money and they're just basically making their families rich and other people wealthy as well. You know, but a lot of these shell companies, that's all they are. They're just shell companies. This is the corruption and the wickedness of these politicians in the United States of America. And Senator Romney is one of those people who has been caught putting money into the Ukraine and having family members take money out of the Ukraine. So, all right. There's so much more to these things. And the fact of the matter is, we live in a Soviet-era media-manipulated system. We are faced with propaganda on both sides. Like I said, the right wing and the left wing are all part of the same bird. There's controlled opposition. You know, like you think that uh, somebody's on your side and they're being paid by the societies and the governments to, uh, to be the controlled opposition and continue to give you a different sort of propaganda just to get you like distracted the deception is so widespread and the corruption and the wickedness in this society is so wicked but God knows all of this but you don't I guarantee you if you're a little bit awake or a lot awake maybe but most of the people who are going to be watching this video are not awake even a little bit and your leaders Oh, they're awake, but they're not letting you in on the full story. Because uh, they've made agreements. Anyway, continuing on. Serious problems were associated with the whooping cough and the mumps vaccinations. The question is... Oh, wait, hold on here. Oh, sorry. I'm reading this out of a book. Uh, I had two iPads for a little bit, but um, what happened was we thought one of my iPads was stolen, so we filed an insurance claim, and then a couple of days after we got the new iPad, we were moving furniture around so we could get floors done, and we found out that my daughter, my nine-year-old daughter, had taken the iPad and hid it under her bed, but she never plugged it in. So the, the find my iPad feature. And then there's something else that's weird about this, too. I know, tangents. It pinged in a place that we were not on a Sunday where we were not in this area. So we went to a church that we usually go to, that we enjoy the people there. They're Pentecostals, love them to death. And, um, you know, they know that we believe Joseph Smith was a true prophet and all of this, but we're kind of like Mormon refugees. We're not really accepted in many groups. <laughs> we just kind of go around, we kind of go different places. But, um, we went to this church, and then we went home right after that. 
and we live quite a ways away, you know, and we didn't even drive by the area where this pinged. Uh, we did the next day, but the date was May 29th when it pinged uh, on my Find iPad, and then we went there on May 30th, and we were there on May 30th, so I don't know. Anyway, turns out my nine-year-old took the iPad, she was going to play with it, but then she never plugged it in, and I guess she forgot that it was under her bed, so... So I had two iPads, and we called the insurance company, and we said, okay, we found the other iPad, so we're going to send back the one that they sent us, and they're going to refund our money, so that's nice. It would be nice to be able to keep both of them, but um, I'm not going to steal, you know? So I just, insurance fraud, I, and it's wrong to steal. Like, if there's a double on the ground, I'm not going to pick it up because it doesn't belong to me. Anyway, <laughs> page 58 Quote, the American Cancer Society, long after Little's departure, continued to pile up a stunning record of non-accomplishments. The society's inability to find a cure for cancer was hardly accidental. I'm sorry, hardly read that part. And that was on Murder by Injection, page 89. Dr. W.B. Clark said, quote, in the same book on page 132, Cancer was practically unknown until compulsory vaccinations from cowpox vaccines began to be introduced. I have to deal with at least 200 cases of cancer. I have never saw a case of cancer in an unvaccinated person. And like back in the days of Joseph Smith and Brigham Young and John Taylor and all of these guys, cancer was there, but you had to, you had to travel hundreds if not thousands of miles to find a person with cancer. It was very, very rare. And now it's an epidemic. My co-driver, he died about, he died two years ago this month because of cancer. I don't know. The medical monopoly has been pushing their criminal and unconstitutional compulsory vaccinations on the political legislatures and every state legislature has been strongly influenced to implement these compulsory vaccinations programs in their schools, etc. James R. Shannon of the National Institute of Health declared that the only safe vaccination is a vaccine that is never used. So so today we covered a couple different topics. We talked about fluorides, aluminum, and vaccinations. And when we come on next time, we're going to be talking about cancer and uh, chemical pollutants. And then a topic called the final answer. And then that will will be the end of the Dr. Craft section. And we'll be reading section two, which is called Lawyer Craft. So we'll talk about um, Lawyer Craft in the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Book of Mormon, and in the latter days. And then what God's law is on this. And that'll be the next section that we cover probably next week. So, all right. Well, like I said, I'm going to keep these a lot shorter than my normal programs. Um, 
I usually try to get these recorded the day before, but yesterday was my birthday, but tomorrow you're going to fight. Well, yeah, this will be uploaded on June 30th, which is today, but I turned 45 years old yesterday, and my wife and kids were up at 6 o'clock in the morning hiding in the kitchen with a cake that they baked at like 1 in the morning. <laughs> Uh, and some other food, and uh, I got my happy birthday, whatever. So um, I didn't do a program and release it at midnight, midnight like I like to do. And I'm not going to do another program and release it at midnight tonight, but I will try to do a program tomorrow morning when I get home from work. So and we'll be talking about, like I said, cancer. Oh, surgical operations and chemical pollutants. So thank you for watching this video. If you're watching, I'll be posting it on Rumble. Um, I will also be posting the links on Facebook.com and I'll post the link in the podcast at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon. And you can go there and listen to hundreds. I think I have somewhere between 560, 570, and 600 programs that I've done over the last five, four years, or five years, or something, I don't remember. Anyway, and it's all about the restoration and all kinds of different topics, from Adam God to uh, paradise and resurrection and reincarnation and a whole bunch of other topics. Uh, United Order, like I'm blood atonement, which I don't agree with, um, but I give my opinions and I read these books. And so you can go there, blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon, or follow me on Facebook for my new content. My Facebook is facebook.com forward slash L A Z U R U S 1977. And I go by Mark Lipton because that is my name. So. Thank you for watching the video. Take care. Thank you for staying with me till the end. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.